KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, June 23rd. Water rates are going up. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. It's officially summer, a busy time for the region's tourism industry. It's one of the area's top industries bringing in big bucks to our local economy and creating many jobs. A report released this week by the San Diego Tourism Authority found that in the city of San Diego, Tourism supported nearly 214,000 jobs last year and brought in nearly $23 billion in business. Almost 29 million visitors came to America's finest city last year. Today's weather won't feel like summer. The National Weather Service says some patchy drizzle and cloudy skies are expected in the morning before the sun comes out in the afternoon. It's also expected to be windy with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour and temps are expected to be in the high 60s. But it's forecasted to warm up over the weekend, and by the end of next week, temperatures are expected to reach average temps for this time of year. And if you love catching the sunset like me, forecasters say sunsets will happen around 8 p.m. for a few more days. With warmer temperatures on the way, so is the increased risk for wildfires. Cal Fire San Diego Captain Brent Pasqua said Tuesday gave us a look at what could be coming. We're not gonna just slowly transition into peak fire season. We had five fires that day, you know, and a few did threaten some homes. The fires are fully contained. Pasqua says if you still have brush to clear around your home, now is the time to do it. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. The San Diego County Water Authority voted yesterday to raise wholesale water rates by 9.5% for its member agencies in 2024. Reporter Melissa May was at the meeting and brings us this update. Water Authority General Manager Sandra Curl says this is the most challenging budget cycle in more than three decades. The increase, she says, is due to large energy bills and extreme inflation that is driving up the cost of everything, including steel, chemicals, and other materials. The actual impact of the rate increase will vary by agency based on its use of the Water Authority system and actual water purchases, which means water rates paid by residents and businesses will also vary. Melissa May, KPBS News. San Diego has abruptly halted plans to install traffic calming measures in Pacific Beach. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says it's unclear when or if the project will move forward. 
One week ago, the city put out a press release announcing Diamond Street in Pacific Beach would be getting new traffic diverters at two intersections. Diverters can improve safety by reducing cut-through traffic on quiet neighborhood streets. But days after the announcement, the city reversed course and halted the project indefinitely. Ryan Stock of the nonprofit Beautiful PB says he's disappointed. We're talking about two intersections where you can no longer take a left turn in a private vehicle. That's it. And that's like the bare minimum we can do to encourage more biking and running and you and other users of the street. The delay was requested by Councilmember Joe LaCava after he met with project opponents on Tuesday. Some of them threatened to lay down on the street to stop the installation from happening. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. A group of UCSD graduate student workers is facing allegations of assault against the university's chancellor. Education reporter M.G. Perez explains. UC San Diego student workers interrupted an alumni event where Chancellor Pradeep Khosla was speaking last month. The group alleges the university has refused to implement new contract requirements for thousands of graduate and postgraduate employees. And now the Office of Student Conduct is investigating each of the protesters for assault, making threats and obstructing a school activity. Maya Costella is one of them. I honestly thought it was just a mistake when I saw it because I was like, surely someone made a typo or something. Um, but absolutely, like there, there was no contact of any kind, certainly not physical assault. The university told KPBS News that, quote, calculated disruption of official university business is never appropriate, end quote. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. In other education-related news, community members fill the high school auditorium to hear the Carlsbad Unified School District's plan on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Adoption of the plan was on the agenda, but the vote ended up being postponed. That didn't stop dozens of people from speaking both in favor and against the district's DEIB plan. Here's Maddie Ward, a former Carlsbad student. Looking back, I really wish that I had that curriculum and perspective earlier um, that I think the EDIB curriculum will bring, and I think that it will allow a lot more students to become better humans, um, better students, um, but also gain a better understanding of themselves and the people around them. If passed, the plan would be phased in over three years and cost $85,000 the first year for staff training. The vote will be scheduled for a later meeting. Coming up, a new mural in Chicano Park depicts a fight against a tool that left many farm workers permanently disabled. I can remember one worker telling me, well, you know, the slave owners had whips or guns they used to keep workers working, and here they have the cortito. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. A new mural in Chicano Park depicts a successful fight to ban the use of the short-handled hoe on California farms. 
Reporter Katie Heisen looked into the story behind the mural. As cars whiz by on the freeway above Chicano Park, Mario Chacon, the lead artist of the El Cortito mural, gives a sneak peek to a curious family. So you have the past, the, the consequence, the struggle, and then at the bottom, the victory. Dividing the mural in two is an arched spinal column that mirrors the backs of the farm workers toiling in the fields above. The guy on the far right is Mo when he was young. The little girl looks over at a white-haired man standing a few feet away. He's looking up at an early 70s version of himself, full head of brown curls and a bomber-style jacket. As a lawyer with the California Rural Legal Assistance, Maurice Mo Jourdain led the fight against El Cortito, the short-handled hoe used by farm workers in California. The workers called it El Brazo del Diablo, the devil's arm. Its eight-inch handle forced them to stoop over all day. Jordan says Cesar Chavez told him he should fight against El Cortito. But it was a chance meeting in a Salinas Valley pool hall in 1970 that convinced him. One of the farm workers had a bad back, and I asked him what happened, and he told me it's just from using the cortito. The farm worker went to his truck and brought back the cortito. Jordan agreed it seemed bad, but the worker challenged him. To know how bad it is, you have to go use it. And so after some encouragement, pressure, I went to the field to use the cortito. And I remember driving down the Salinas Valley at dawn and spending the day bent over, hoeing. And I realized that day it was a torture and we had to do something to get rid of it. Jordan went to the law library and found no laws around the cortito. I learned that from doctors that it was worse than just the pain. The farm workers' backs were being destroyed. Together with co-counsel Marty Glick, he filed a lawsuit. Doctors testified that farm workers were retiring young with destroyed backs, often permanently disabled and in wheelchairs. Stooping over degenerated the discs in their spine until they ruptured. Jordan says growers claimed the short handle was needed for efficiency. But when Jordan and Glick surveyed growers across the country, they found the same work was being done with a long-handled hoe everywhere but Arizona and California. Jordan has another theory. El Cortito was about control. I can remember one worker telling me, well, you know, the slave owners had whips or guns they used to keep workers working. And here they have the cortito. The cortito kept workers bent low at a time when Cesar Chavez and others were trying to unionize them to stand up. And it made them easier to supervise. You could have one supervisor supervising 50 or 60 workers when you knew who was resting with those who were standing up. Farm workers organized across the state, including at Chicano Park. They risked their livelihoods to testify during the years-long legal battle. The Supreme Court of California banned the short-handled hoe in 1975. Remembering the win moves Jordan, but he puts it in perspective. You know, the, we got rid of the cortito, but that's just one little part of a farmer's life. Now retired, he still speaks of all the work left to do. Farm workers in California are still dying in the field of heat exhaustion, a preventable illness. What we have to do is get beyond the 
belief that pharmacists are just tools and it doesn't matter that something is harmful. At the mural, Jordan poses with the family. Instead of saying cheese, the children say, si se puede, yes, it can be done. Jordan and Glick will speak at a public unveiling of the mural on Sunday, June 25th. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. And before you go, arts editor and producer Julia Dixon-Evans chatted with my colleague Jade Heineman about arts events happening this weekend. Julia, first up, some visual art from the Works Progress Administration in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, so what is the Works Progress Administration exactly? Right. So the Works Progress Administration, otherwise known as the WPA, it was created by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the 1930s in the thick of the Great Depression. And this was to give work to unemployed artists. And the scope of these government-funded programs was incredible. There's nothing like it. And they put a, a lot of art in front of everyday Americans, whether that's visual art or music and performances, um, and also gave work to these artists. But what has happened is it's created this like archive of art that we have from this period in history. And a lot of this art captured the mood and the setting of the time. There's a lot of laborers in, in this art industry, these harsh backdrops, normal everyday life, and just a lot of hardships. And so this is an exhibit. It's called Art for the People at Oceanside Museum of Art. And these are all works from the WPA era. And it's from the Dykstra collection. Sandra and Bram Dykstra are art collectors in San Diego. And they'll periodically curate exhibitions like this from their collections in local muse museums. Um, this one has about 45 pieces. A lot of it's California-heavy, so it features California artists. And yeah, it opens on Saturday, and it'll be up through early November before it travels to the Huntington. Oh, and the Dykstras also have a music collection, too, that is particularly celebrated during Black Music Month, right? Right. It's the Dykstra Black Music Collection, and it has over eight thousand records that span the history of jazz, of blues, reggae, and R&B. Um, when the collection was actually offered to San Diego State, they had declined it. So now Stanford has the $2 million collection. And that is where you can check it out. Les Salon de Musique will have a tribute to three women composers who didn't get the attention they deserved during their lifetimes. So tell me, who are these women? So the one with the most recognizable name is Fanny Mendelssohn. You probably know because of her younger brother, Felix, but uh, she's regarded as a brilliant composer, especially the more works of hers that are discovered. And there's also a feature documentary in the works about Fanny. And according to the producers of that, her brother, Felix, actually disapproved of her publishing her work under her own name. Um, Les Salon Musiques will play the piano trio in D minor. This that we're listening to now is from the first movement. It's this really evocative and emotive allegro. It has these really complex and presumably really difficult piano parts to play.
And they'll also play a work by Amanda Meyer, who is a Swedish composer and violinist. Her work was largely cast aside after her death, but it's also being rediscovered. She was married to composer Engelbert Ronchian. They're also playing work by Dora Piacevic, who is a Croatian who, unlike the other two women in this program, she didn't write in the shadow of a man throughout her life. But, um, of course, while she did shine and compose a ton of work during her life, she's still um, mostly been left out of the history books. So this is a 4 o'clock show on Sunday at the La Jolla Women's Club. It's also closing weekend for the musical Destiny of Desire at the Old Globe. What, uh, what can you tell us about that? So it's a musical comedy. This is a super prolific playwright, Karen Zacharias. It's crafted as an homage to the Mexican telenovela, or, or soap operas. And it's about two young women who were swapped at birth. They lead very different lives, but of course, their paths cross again. And this is a feminist twist on the telenovela. So while it has a lot of the structures and the plot lines, like twists and scandals, the women are strong and they're smart. Here's a little clip. Sebastian, it is me. Fabiola. Pilar. Mommy. Sebastian. Fabiola. Mommy. So there's music and dance, uh, mariachi and tango, and it all closes on Sunday. So there's 8 p.m. shows Friday and Saturday, a 7 o'clock show on Sunday, and then there are two 2 o'clock matinees, both on Saturday and Sunday, and that's your last chance. That was KPBS arts editor and producer Julia Dixon-Evans speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Jane Heineman. You can find details on these and more arts events at kpbs.org slash arts. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS producer Emmalyn Mohebi and edited by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. We'd like to thank KPBS editor Joe Guerin and KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman for helping out the podcast team this week. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.